Welcome to Hunting Stories, brought to you by Late to the Game Outdoors. Everyone loves a good story, and hunters have some of the best. Our whole mission is to collect and share great stories from hunters just like you, to entertain and keep you motivated all year long. So, pull up a seat around the campfire, because here we go. All right, welcome back to Hunting Stories, and uh, this is your host Eric, and I am here with my my buddy, my cinematographer, my uh, uh, colleague, uh, Ben Crosby. Nice to be here. How you doing? Oh, just so good. Uh, glad we're here. Ben is uh, we've worked together for years now. Uh, he's actually a professional cinematographer and not a hunter, at least at this point. Um, I don't know, I'm still working on him. But uh, Ben's here because I wanted to tell the story of this this year's Colorado elk hunt, and Ben accompanied me on this hunt. Um, I don't, you may remember this, you came to me like over a year ago, just randomly, we were setting up for something at work, Yeah. and said like, hey, I used to do a lot of backpacking, my backpacking buddy moved, so if you're ever doing like a big backpack trip, let me know, and I'll come run a camera for you. Yep. I'm not sure if when you said that you thought I would actually take you up on it. I, I figured at a certain point it would take. It took like a year. Yeah, I think so. so. I, yeah, I didn't do a big backpacking trip really. Uh, yeah, not one that seemed worthy of calling upon your skills. Uh, but like the second I decided I was going to Colorado, it was like six months from when we were leaving. Uh, you were the second text I made. I texted my brother-in-law to say, "Hey, I'm going. If you want to come, mm-hmm. let's go." And then I immediately texted you. And I honestly thought you were going to be like, oh, yeah, I remember saying that. No, I'm not so interested. <laughs> no, I had a I had a one more week of vacation than my wife. I, I needed a good excuse to use it. So <laughs> I'm so happy that I could provide that excuse. Yeah. Um, so Ben uh, jumped in and we drove up and hunted for a week in Colorado uh, with him running camera and me carrying a bow. And uh, it, it was a crazy story. So I'm hoping that in this interaction here today we can just sort of walk through sort of the progression of the week and whatever comes to you but i'd also love to hear your perspective as uh uh, an outdoorsman but not necessarily a hunter uh kind of getting your first taste of like backcountry colorado elk hunting uh because it's a weird world yeah okay so uh without further ado we left for colorado drove eight-ish hours from the phoenix area and uh, landed that day, like, we got there mid-afternoon, right? And it was, we had a few hours left. We probably could have if we wanted to really push it, like, park at the trailhead, throw our packs on, head in there, and make it to camp just before night. That seemed like a bad idea. Yeah, yeah. There was a lot of cars already there and no signs of people coming close. So it was like, that might be a while before we can set up camp. Because we didn't hear anybody, but we saw people, or saw cars. Yeah, there were the, the it wasn't an empty trailhead, yeah. uh, but it's not like elk were screaming. Uh, we were already at that point like eight thousand feet higher than home. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you can feel it. The, yeah, that was my biggest concern was like a couple of desert rats uh, just like getting out there and getting all gung ho and then passing out. Yeah, uh, altitude sickness is real and sounds miserable. Yeah, it was immediately clear. Like even just no weight already out of breath just like (laughs) just like moving to the trunk yeah was already Uh, enough hopping out of the truck and going to pee you're like oh i need to take a breather (laughs) yeah um 
Man, but uh, so we we decided to just like kind of get some footage, uh, make sure the bow was okay, mm-hmm. uh, and we were just going to sleep at the trailhead. Uh, we decided, I convinced you, and I shouldn't have, you wanted to go find a place to, like, let's set up our tents. I was like, ah, my tent is, like, in my pack. I don't want to undo all that. Let's just sleep in the bed of the truck. It'll be fine. And it was fine until about 2 in the morning. I mean, it was great. There was, I saw, like, a few shooting stars, and the air was nice. It was nice and cold, which I was, that was the main thing I was looking forward to was the cold. <laughs> but... Yes, yeah. but then it started to spit rain on us at yeah. 2 in the morning, and so we frantically were, like, <laughs> just throwing stuff in the back of the truck. We ended up, like, sleeping half-sitting up in the yeah. front, uh, just trying to ride out the rest of the night. Yeah. It was great. Yeah, it, and we woke up, and the windows were all fogged up. Yes. <laughs> I don't think anyone saw, but that would have probably given a few people pause. Yeah, it would have looked like we were uh, doing something very different yeah. Uh, yeah. in the parking lot of that <laughs> trailhead. <laughs> Uh, man, so I should have listened to you. Already we're off to a great start. <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, woke up and like, okay, got ourselves moving, hiked in uh, a little over two miles. Mm-hmm. was this spot that uh, we had picked out to camp because it was close to water. Like, we knew, okay, a few hundred yards down this hill, there's going to be water, mm-hmm. uh, which apparently everyone told me there's water everywhere in Colorado. That's probably true. I was so afraid of not having water just because every time we're out anywhere around here, like yeah. that's a huge deal. Oh, yeah. So we're either packing in massive amounts of water or like you're just desperately hoping that the stream or whatever hasn't dried up because then you die. Oh, yeah. I mean, we were seeing water, you know, a thousand feet above our base camp, you yeah. know, like going uphill for a couple hours and oh, streams, little ponds. And yeah. Yeah. We, so, we could have. Uh, pro- we debated back and forth, and I wasn't even sure. Like, should we set up a base camp right next to water and then hike out every day, or should we like pack up camp every morning mm. and just hunt wherever the elk take us and then set up camp that night? We opted for the base camp. I still think it was the right call, having never been in that area. Um, it would have been. I mean, we could have gotten really far in. <laughs> yes, yeah. we we could have chased those things and then found ourselves at the end of the week like, oh shoot, we have. 2,000 vertical feet and 17 miles to cover to get back. Yeah. But, I mean, at the same point, it might not have been, I don't know, who knows what was over the ridge. You know? Uh, yeah. I I often think about that ridge <laughs> and how I'm sure it, it was going to be so much harder to go up and over. But, like, in my memory, I'm like, no, it's right there. We yeah. should have just gone over. I mean, it looked – I remember walking in. And you're like, yeah, we're just going to head up that way. And I'm like, oh, yeah, that's fine. It didn't look bad at all. Uh, it was just – it was just, yeah, it was just a hill. Yes. You, that hill that you're referring to, we called Suck Mountain mm-hmm. the rest of the week. Uh, so that was like, so we went in, we set up camp. It, I think we had lunch or something. And then we were mm-hmm. like, okay, we've got the rest of the afternoon. Let's head up this mountain. Casually. Yeah. Let's, which, just, let's do it. I, I, yeah. I, I wasn't trying to like, I didn't know what it was going to be like. <laughs> uh, Arizona, we have mountains. Mm-hmm. And you can look and be like, okay, let's go up that mountain. And it might. it's going to be a little challenging, but mm-hmm. it's not going to almost kill you yeah, there's boulders you got to step over but like nothing else like this rocks yeah uh suck mountain in colorado is a very different mountain very different uh we would c- climb uh up past eleven thousand feet so camp was at just over 10 up past 11 uh and it is just the steepest thing i've ever climbed well it was all you know pretty much you know 45 and then covered in tall grass yes like thick 
you know, like grab your ankles and you got to like yank your feet up tall grass. Yeah. And if it's not that, it's a deadfall everywhere. And if it's not that, it's like avalanche shoots yeah, yeah. and like this shale rock stuff that mm-hmm. tries to come out from under you. There were at least a couple times where there were those moments of like, I'm about to go down this mountain yeah, and it's not going to be good. Yeah, there's quite a few. And yeah, this was first time doing any of this with camera equipment. So there was like added pressure in that sense. Because anytime I go, I like just, I I film things for a living. So I don't normally bring cameras. Like everyone's like, oh, you got some good videos of your hikes and stuff. I'm like, I don't enjoy like pulling out a camera in that mode. Like this was different. This was like, oh, I know, like I'm here to do this. But like when I'm going you know, to a national park or something like I'll pull out my phone and be like, yeah, if I was here, that's all I have. <laughs> that's it. Yeah. Yeah. You don't want to bring work on vacation with you. You're, you know, yeah. it'd be like an accountant bringing his laptop yeah. to hike up a mountain and then sit there and do spreadsheets or whatever accountants do. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, so there was the <laughs> added complication of, yeah, I'm going to fall on my face and also break your camera. Well, you know, that's, that's the risk we run. Yeah. Um, yeah. I felt I was grateful watching you like we would get to a place and you'd be like, hey, this looks like a kind of cool spot. So you stay here. I'm going to scurry further up <laughs> Suck Mountain. And then you would, you know, tell me to go and I would walk past you and make it look all natural and awesome. Yeah. Uh, which I'm so grateful for for a number of reasons. Your footage looks amazing. But mm-hmm. also usually I'm solo filming. So I would have to walk up Suck Mountain, set a camera, walk back down Suck Mountain, walk past it, come back to get the camera. Like it's... Yeah. It feels really stupid when you're filming by yourself. Yeah, that's why I was like, when I when I first saw your stuff, I was like, oh yeah, I remember even when I was a kid, like watching Survivor Man before I was into video, and I'm like, how does, well, how did he, where's the, did he go back? You know, just like thinking <laughs> through that, like, oh, that had, you have to feel like an idiot walking back to your camera, like after pretending that you're progressing, <laughs> you know, so I was just like, oh, okay, let you know, my all my backpacking buddies are gone. I'm not going to ask my other buddies to spend $500 to get the basic gear to see if they like it. And so I'm like, yeah, let's let's see how this goes, and maybe I can help him backtrack a little less. <laughs> Which you did. Yeah. Uh, you helped me in a number of ways, but uh, yes, there was a lot less backtracking, a lot less feeling stupid. <laughs> uh, and just some, like, I enjoy solitude. I do a lot of solo hunting. Mm-hmm. But a week's a long time. Yeah. Uh, so I actually really enjoyed like having a buddy there to yeah. talk with. And I think it helped my wife be okay that I was going. Because <laughs> uh, she's used to me kind of solo hunting. But mm-hmm. like a new state, way far away. Uh, she would have been a lot more nervous if you weren't there. Yeah, it was. I, I've done. I've only done like, like small group camping and hiking and stuff like that. Backpacking. Yeah, never solo. Like, so I was like. <laughs> Yeah, my wife wouldn't have been down for it at all. <laughs> and I would have used that as an excuse to say I wasn't down for it at all. <laughs> yeah, my wife doesn't want me to do that. Yeah, no one could, could. go, so I, just, I, I couldn't go hike Suck Mountain. No. <laughs> um, yeah, so in the hunt, we, we go up the mountain. That first day, we run into a couple of elk. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think we had two different encounters with some cows that uh, none of them were, like, we spooked them before we knew they were there. Yeah. Um, came back down and... and had dinner, went to bed, that whole thing. Day two is when action really started. Mm-hmm. So we woke up, uh, we went back up Suck Mountain, and we yeah. kept trying different routes uh, up the mountain. So the first time was a lot of deadfall that was mm-hmm. really hard, and the way back down, I think, was an avalanche shoot. 
The way we took up that second morning was another like boulder hopping avalanche thing, if I remember. Yeah. Um, but we got up there, um, and you were were clutch because you saw the elk that I did not see. Uh, so I was walking ahead of you, just barreling into this area where there was a wallow and stuff mm-hmm. that we had marked the day before. And then I cannot remember the sound you made. It was like a bird call or a like or a like yeah. You made some semi-natural non-human noise that like got my attention and i look back and you're giving me like the navy seal hand signals (laughs) because you were like over to the side and could see this elk just out feeding in a meadow and so i crept over and and sure enough here's this cow uh who was now alert that something was going on because i was moving around like a jackass (laughs) um and she's like right between this gap in the trees um which it's it's just if you're a hunter, you've been in this situation where there's a gap that looks like, okay, I've got a couple feet here where she's between all these trees, but the trees aren't parallel. Like one of them is 10 feet closer to you than the other. So I'm like, I have a gap right here, but I, if I take a step to my left, now the, the tree that's closer to me is blocking the root. So all I have on the in my line of sight is her head and her neck. Mm. And man, if she would just take like one or two steps forward, vitals would be right in that gap and we we'd be in business she was at the end of my effective range would have been great um and so we just like hung out there waiting for her to do something she finally like started to move i drew but she was just running away then i had all this chaos with my call that wouldn't work (laughs) and i'm just making these like squeaks and honks and i'm sure it's just like adrenaline in the altitude and i'm just oh my gosh so I made one elk call and she like paused for a second and then I started like honking like a <laughs> goose and then she tore off and then took all of her buddies with her, That's which it was. There was like yeah. 10 or so maybe cows and calves and yeah. bringing up the rear is this nice six point bull I had no idea was tucked back in the timber. Yeah. Uh, and so we were jacked like, yeah. oh man, we've been at full draw on day two. This is exciting. Mm-hmm. And it feels like it's stocked, you know. Yeah. Uh, we, I mean, we saw... We saw elk sign everywhere, like you know, a lot of fresh, a lot of old. Yeah. And so it felt good, a lot of bedding. Yeah. It so, seemed like all the pieces were there. Like, oh, man, we are going to get an elk. Yeah. This is going to be amazing. Day two was high. Yeah. Day two, <laughs> we were on top of the world. We went back down Suck Mountain. That's when we found the actual, the least bad route yep. up and down. It's like an old game trail mm-hmm. down. It was still steep. It was still yeah. murderous. But I didn't have any like, oh, I almost mm-hmm. died there. Um, so we marked that, that was our new route. Yeah. Uh, and then day three, we decided, I don't, I don't know if we knew it was going to rain. We had already encountered some rain day one or two. Yeah. Uh, or no, I think day three, didn't we go off in a different direction? Yes. Yeah. I think we chose to like, okay, we, we just saw some elk that we, we just spooked and had an encounter. I think if I was honest, I'm like, my, my body is feeling two days up and down this mountain. Yeah. Uh, so we just went towards these other mountains where mm-hmm. there were some trails and some stuff that looked good on the topographical map. Yeah. Uh, and we encountered no elk, and then the thunderstorm rolled in in the afternoon. Yeah. So we, it hit hard. <laughs> yeah, it did. Yeah. We it first hit while we were out there, and mm-hmm. uh, like we just rode it out, sitting under trees with like in the middle of a lightning storm. And and some elk bedding too. Like it was. Yeah. It was where they would be. Yeah. Like this was shelter for an elk, so yeah. now it's shelter for us. Yeah. Um, we didn't die. Mm-hmm. We got soaked. Yeah. Oh. Well, it wasn't, I, I didn't, it wasn't too bad while we were under the trees. No. It was all the tall grass we had to like walk through that would just like gathered on our pants and just fell into our shoes. <laughs> yeah. 
that was yeah we were okay after the storm had passed mm-hmm. and then we decided to like okay well the storm passed so they're gonna get up and move around yeah. so we started not on the trail but just like going through this grass knees down just sopping wet uh, yeah that, that'll change your mood yeah yeah the the yeah. all the elation of day two was gone yeah, yeah. and we we hunted our way basically back to camp mm-hmm. uh tried to like dry out but more st- Rain was running in. Like I remember ending that night, the sun was still up, but it was pouring down rain. Yeah, no direct sunlight uh, or anything to dry. Yeah, yeah, we we didn't have a fire that night. I don't think. Yeah, I think I think it was like we didn't. You were you were trying to make dinner. Yes, and it was like iffy if we would even have the ability to get a fire going or how long we could even be out of the tents for yeah i think we popped out for i th- I had a hot meal yeah. i don't know if you ever did i was like i'm wet and <laughs> well i was wet and this is the first time i was dry and i was like i had, I had my pants and everything drying i was like i'm good <laughs> yeah i'm good oh man so we woke up the next morning still kind of wet still cranky mm-hmm. um and it was supposed i had been texting uh sarah on the inreach and she was looking up weather for us so mm-hmm. it was supposed to be another off and on rain day and we needed more supplies. And you're also forgetting the temperature that it, that <laughs> it right. happened to be after the rain. Yeah, after the rainstorm blew through, it dipped 15 degrees from where it was yeah. at night. Oh, yeah. uh, so we woke up to not only like cold, hungry, uh, but now we're in like freezing temperatures. Yeah, ice on the tents and yeah, all over the grass. Water is half frozen in the bags outside. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, I think one of those final mornings, my watch said 30 something like mid 30s or something inside my tent which means probably worse outside my tent oh yeah uh yeah so that also changes the mood and then where we set up camp it was we didn't get morning sun until like i don't know two after two hours after sunrise yeah it's full like you can see we're up we're Mm -hmm. making breakfast we're doing all that like all the hills around us are illuminated and we are still not in the sun it was awful watching it like yeah. just you see the sun, you know it's coming, and you're just shaking, waiting <laughs> for it. That was awful. Oh, yeah. That I, I think morale started to dip a little <laughs> bit. Hey guys, this is Eric from Late to the Game Outdoors and producer of Hunting Stories. I wanted to thank Bun and Beanster for making this show possible. These guys are the real deal. Whether you're a seasoned business owner or a startup or running a side hustle like I am, they can help you with your branding, logo, easy-to-manage websites, and fresh creative ideas for your business. They can also help you look the part by helping you design those tricky one-off events. They deliver amazing printed goods, quality apparel, even signage. Truly a one-stop creative shop, and they stand by their work guaranteed. For free consultations and useful resources, go to bunandbeanster.com to check them out or catch them on Instagram at bunandbeanster. Now back to the show. So day five, finally, we have two days to hunt, and we made our way back up Suck Mountain, and that is when it became clear that the elk had vacated. Yeah. Uh, like, I had given up on calling uh, just because I felt like, if anything, I'm spooking them more than I'm doing any good, and we once we got up there, we walked around all day. Yeah. Like, every bench, we found new wallows. We, uh, we just kind of went crisscrossing all over that place. And there was nothing there, like yeah. no, no, not a lot of the smell that we would get into, not it, not anything. And so where we were, another 500 vertical feet was the top of this ridge uh, that ran. And so it's possible they went up and over to the other side. 
we never decided to chase them up there because after moving around where I thought surely we'd find them, we did not. Nope. So made our way back down that day and decided day six, final day to hunt, uh, it was still freezing cold. Mm-hmm. Uh, I believe Sarah had confirmed, oh, it's going to stay freezing cold. <laughs> yeah. Um, so we decided if we didn't wake up to Screaming Bulls day six, we were going to pack up camp, head back to the truck, drive to plan B, mm-hmm. hunt the rest of the day in plan B, like Hail Mary time, and then see where we were at. Yeah. I mean, we were... The wind was always swirling. Yeah. Like, oh, I forgot about that. It the, would not stay consistent no. at all. And then we couldn't sneak. All the deadfall, we were just making noises the whole time. Yeah. Um, I I mean, I didn't have camo or anything, so I didn't help <laughs> with the visuals. And, yeah, I mean, it was – that was the tough part, yeah, seeing you pull out the, the powder and then, like, you'd be walking for five minutes – and you're like, oh, we've just been giving up our scent yeah. this way. Let's turn around. Do it, that for five minutes, and it's just as useless as the first try. So Yeah, you would always – we kept adjusting. Like, okay, here's – now we're going against the wind. And then I would just – I would feel on the back of my neck. Like, son. And pull out the bottle. Sure enough, oh, it's flipped again. Awesome. So annoying. So, yeah, day six we woke up. Still no screaming bulls. And – uh packed up camp, walked down the hill. All the muzzleloader guys were on their way in because their hunt started the next day, which is part of why, I I don't know why Colorado does it this way, but archery season's a month long, and then in the middle of it, really in like the prime rutting days, they have a week-long muzzleloader season, and I personally didn't want to be sharing the woods with the Orange Army. No, no. Uh, So we, yeah, we dipped out, hit the truck, drove down to this plan B spot kind mm-hmm. of further down the road. Well, don't forget about the cowboy. Oh my gosh. The, the <laughs> saga of the cowboy. I did forget about the cowboy. Okay. Well, you have to tell this part because he, he spoke to you first. Yeah. Well, I mean, we didn't see much, but on the way in, we saw a lot of horse trail, you know, a lot of like, you could tell a bunch of horses came through, pooped all over the trail. And it was then, so nice of them. Yeah. Yeah. And then well, it was when we did that first, um, isn't it when we grabbed food yes, the first time? Yes, it was time? our resupply on day four. That's right. Yeah, and then we just all of a sudden we hear something behind us, and it's you know twelve horses coming through, and you know two wranglers, <laughs> and this guy in a leather duster and cowboy hat, <laughs> just and, straight Wyatt Earp. It was yeah, great. Yeah, he fit the part. He mumbles something in cowboy at us, <laughs> and I was confused. I didn't. Like, like, I think you made it out. I, yeah. I was just like, he mumbled something. I'm pretty sure he had dip in his mouth. So oh, yeah. Yeah, he he sounded the part as well. And yeah, we gathered that he dropped his knife and he was trying to explain that it fell somewhere close and he wasn't going to get off trail to get it. So we were like, yeah, let's see if we can find it. And we looked and it was, uh, there was a steep hill, looked, combed it, couldn't find anything that resembled a knife. Uh, then got back to the trailhead where we saw him. We we thought for a second he was maybe messing with us, like that he was just sending us on a wild goose chase. Yeah. Mess with the city boys. Yeah. We got back, and he gave us his sheath because he was like, I can't get in, and if you find it, here you go. And so we were Which preparing. was also weird because he abruptly is like, did you find it? Like, no, sorry, yeah. we looked because we were trying to find it for him, like do yeah. him a favor. Yeah. And then he like 
kind of frustrated, like whips off his belt. I'm like, is he going to spank us? What is happening right now? Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, pulled out this leather sheath. It yeah. was like, well, here, if you can find it, it's yours. It was it was nice and it was very motivating. We're like, we got to find this thing. Yes, now. we can't find elk anymore. We can at least find this knife. Yes, we're knife hunters now. <laughs> yeah, so we, we looked more on the way back in. Yep. And then when we were coming out on day six, we stopped again to look. And nothing. nothing. And he was so clear. Like, in his mind, he could clearly see yeah. in his memory, oh, it fell right next to this bush behind this tree. Yep. And it was not But it was there. steep. It was a steep part that it fell. And he was, you know, on horseback. So it was yeah. up high when it fell. So I don't know. I I, it, I, I think about it a lot. <laughs> you wonder about that yeah. knife. And we, we left the sheath at the trailhead in you case did. someone else found it. But Yeah. He, like, wrote him a note or something. Yeah. Like, this sheath belongs to a knife yeah. that's behind a tree, apparently. Yeah. Talk to uh, Cowboy for further details. <laughs> that was all we knew him as, <laughs> Cowboy. Oh, that was that was a fun, like, weird adventure yeah. part of the story. And we hung a lot of hopes on finding that knife. We it's did. Like this will be, if nothing else, <laughs> the the victory. Yeah, a, a special. I could already see like the the YouTube thumbnail for the film, yeah. and it's like the knife <laughs> yep. in a, I don't know, bunch of leaves in its sheath. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, no knife. no knife. And so day six, on our way out for mm-hmm. a Hail Mary, one last chance for the knife. Again, no knife. Uh, and we, so we drove down the road to mm-hmm. this next spot, uh, kind of ditched all of our gear, like just mm-hmm. garage sailed our packs into the, the <laughs> back of the truck to take the bare minimum. Because uh, six days climbing thousands of feet and busting around, like we both prepared, like we, we were relatively in shape. Relatively. Uh, but it, yeah, it was, my body was feeling it. So we oh, yeah. we went to this other trail, walked up to the trailhead, and this is just just the perfect finish to all of this. Uh, the trail I had intended to use to hike in and check these kind of benches on this north-facing slope was closed for rainy weather or something. Yeah, mud, like just mud? Yeah, like this trail is muddy, so we're closing it down. Yeah. Did you have to hike on this trail too much? You know. Yeah. This this trail requires hiking, so just don't. <laughs> yeah. Thanks for service. Yeah. Uh, so just like the ultimate salt in the wound of like I'm already here. Like hopes are low. I I mean it was it was worth going, but it was a yeah. distant possibility. There was not. I was not fully convinced. Like oh yeah, we're gonna head up this trail, mm-hmm. shoot an elk right off the side of the trail, home by dinner. It'll yeah. be great. And we saw those like uh rv campers and stuff like that yeah so like i mean they were loud they looked like partiers it was was a much more hunted area yeah Uh, good because that wasn't quite as much the wilderness Mm -hmm. area like the first place we were was like deep the only way in there is horseback or on foot yeah yeah uh, which kind of weeds out a lot of hunters this was a lot more like there was a road system and guys like to hunt off of it yeah so trail was closed, went mm-hmm. back to the truck, just drove up that road a little ways and then found just some spot to pull off and then just dipped right off the side of the road into the woods where I wanted to be. And we crossed that closed trail a couple times, like just ran into it. Yeah. Uh, and it looked just fine. It looked great. Uh, yeah. It looked like it would have been nice to walk in on. Yeah. But we did. We saw a lot of old elk sign. Yeah. Nothing like first few days yeah so uh, and we were only we were in there at a lower elevation it's totally different mountain different hill it's a it's amazing how just a few miles can make a huge difference in what the elk are doing um but we just kind of made a big old loop for the whole afternoon ended up just sort of 
looped our way back to the truck while there was still, you know, it was 5.30-ish. Like, there's still yeah. a little bit of hunting light, but hadn't seen anything. Mm-hmm. Um, and we were cold and tired and hungry. And I knew that if we jump in the truck right now, we could get to the nearest, like, town, mm-hmm. uh, get ourselves a hotel room, <laughs> get, like, some hot, greasy food. And at that point, it sounded way better than, I don't know, driving to one more place to to further just kill ourselves. Yeah. Yeah. They're definitely thinking, you know, you get that, like, first image of other food <laughs> in your head for that day. And it's just hard to think about anything else after oh, yeah. all that. After a week of freeze-dried meals <laughs> and that, like, oh, this is pretty good. And yeah. you know how, like, meat is supposed to have a nice crunch to it? <laughs> yeah. It's delightful. Yeah. Um, it's always the asterisks. Yeah, it's pretty good for For here. what it is. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it tastes at the end of a long day, yeah. it, it's like the best thing you've ever had. Yeah. But yeah, so we just decided, like, we're calling it and uh, jumped in the truck and drove down to Cortez, Colorado, where mm-hmm. your Yelp skills uh, redeemed the whole trip, yeah, I would say. There's some good spots there, um, surprisingly. Yeah. Just found a, a dinner spot where we sat under a giant elk mount, which yeah. was just fitting. We found a dead one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. We we finally found one. Yeah. Pre-killed. It yep. was great. Uh, but just had big greasy dinner. Mm-hmm. Uh, slept in a warm bed after yep. having actual showers. Yeah, that was needed. Uh, yeah, more after wipe baths yeah. every day. Yeah. That was it was more than necessary. Uh, then just another great greasy dive breakfast mm-hmm. spot. Uh, and hit the road to come back home. Yep. Um, and I'm not sorry at all about how that ended. Like, I, I thoroughly enjoyed our time in Cortez, Colorado. Yeah, it was fun. Uh, it was fun. Yeah, just watching through footage and uh, yeah. just seeing what we got and just enjoying the warmth. Yeah, that was the main part. And it was like, yeah, going from ground to... Motel Six was it? Super Motel eight? Eight. Super Eight. Super yes. Eight yeah. with a uh, sketchy Dan or whatever yeah. the, the, the creepy guy yeah, working Austin, the counter. I'm pretty sure. It was oh his man, name. yeah, you don't forget a name like that. No, well, it's my brother's name, but uh. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't mean the name. I more meant the guy. Uh, that sounds yeah, no. really bad. Not all people no. named Austin are perfectly fine. This particular Austin, yes, it's he a different a, cat. He was a weirdo. <laughs> but yeah, nothing, nothing like freezing cold ground for you know, five days to make a Super 8 feel like a five-star, you oh, know, motel. Yeah. It felt incredible. Yeah. Uh, and it had been recently renovated yeah. by uh, amateurs with sight problems. Yeah. Like, at a, it, it, it wasn't, like, really well done, but it was better than 1970 shag carpeting. Uh, I, yeah, I mean, I'm not closed off to the idea of Super 8 anymore. <laughs> <laughs> you You take what you can get when you roll into... A town like Cortez, Colorado, yeah. where you've never been and have no idea what's there's, around. There's few options, yeah. Oh, man. So uh, all of that, fun adventure. Um, w- would you go again? Yeah, I I would definitely go again. Like, I, I thought I knew, you know, just given what I've done in the past for backpacking, you know, what I was getting into, but I just didn't realize how much of the day, like, you know, you're you're just going. Yeah. Like I was, cause when I, when I go backpacking, you know, I, I'm like, oh, I'm going to fish for a few hours. I'm going to, I'm going to bring my hammock and I'm going to read, you know, I'm going <laughs> to, I'm going to, you know, drop, drop my pack and just go explore, you know, a couple hours in this direction. And then the next day in that direction, you know, so just very chill, you know? So 
you know, I knew I was coming in filming stuff. I just didn't, I just was surprised how much go there was. And, you know, plus that and the first time filming uh, like a nature type thing like that. Like I've, I've, I've filmed on, you know, trails and stuff like that, but never like with the intent of, okay, I'm not going to have power for a few days and, and, you know, I just need to be ready. That was the main thing being ready is I was not quite, if, if something did happen, I wasn't, especially those first few days, like luckily your, your GoPro helmet cam caught, caught it, but I wasn't ready to film you getting the kill. So like going into it next time, I'll know, like, yeah, I got to, I got to treat it like it's the gun as well, like <laughs> where I can just grab it and shoot because I would have had Velcro and, you know, <laughs> clips and stuff and, you know, the camera, you know, buried deep in different things. Like, yeah, I would definitely do it again, but a different way. Yeah. Uh, and depleted oxygen reserves. Yeah. And uh, we were both on that like altitude uh, supplement stuff, yeah. which was another like I, I thought a lot during that trip. I was like, how much faith did Ben put in me? Not only just like, hey, come to this place, you know, it'll be fine. We'll figure it out. Uh, but like a few days before, I picked up this like, it's from Wilderness Athlete, this altitude advantage. It's supposed to like prevent uh, altitude sickness. Yeah. And so I just show up to work with a Ziploc baggie <laughs> of pills. I'm like, hey, start taking these. <laughs> and I like, yeah. I don't know. I probably texted you the link yeah. about them in case yeah. you or your wife were concerned. Yeah. That I, I just handed you drugs. Like, is, is this is important. Yeah. It's like, I know where you live. I know where you work. <laughs> I wasn't too worried. I've been to your house. Yeah, yeah it's, it's you know I'm I'm not a serial killer. Yeah. It'll be great. Yeah, I was like you're playing a really long game. If this is your goal, <laughs> I got a job here so I could yeah. work with you for six years yeah. <laughs> just so I could trick you into taking these drugs and going on this trip. I was like, ah, this is beyond me. So if this is how I die, it's it's a good story. Yeah. Oh man, um, I think that are all the those are all the highlights. Yeah, uh, I mean, yeah, we besides like just the random like almost falling and waiting at a freezing cold lake you know yes oh yeah we did try a morning of like yeah. get up before to oh that was the morning where it was dark and we're trying to make our way to this lake yeah and like my my phone app was acting weird yeah. and then i pulled out my compass and it was being weird yeah it was it was like something out of lost where we like stepped into this like magnetic field or yeah. something uh so it got all turned around and like finally made our way to oh here's the lake uh sit there yeah just sat there freeze. seeing because uh, there was some sign around it but yeah. yeah all we did was freeze for a couple hours yeah i don't know if we said more than like three words like we were both just cold and like yeah. just like had this like acceptable like we're both kind of cranky but we're yeah. here yeah like, this is all fine as long as an elk shows up yes yeah. and then it didn't yeah and i don't we went on and tried other things but yeah i mean like you were you were telling me i'm like I'm like, I'm down to try this again. Are they all like this? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll uh, we'll make sure our next one's like an Arizona hunt uh, where no matter where we go, it's not going to be as bad as yeah. that. And if you see water, something's coming to that water. Yeah. Yes, you you know. Yeah. We could sit by a lake in Colorado and they don't care because they've got 75 other water sources yeah. up the mountain. Yeah. Uh, and probably would have if went back into that same area again there was enough water we could have found something that we could filter mm -hmm. probably would have just like hoofed it up suck mountain yeah. set camp up there um camped closer to the elk and yeah. would have it would have sucked to get up there with a full pack but 
it would have been better than up and down Definitely. every day. Much better. And then, yeah, just, yeah, just going in, like, yeah, not knowing, but yeah, it was just the being ready with the camera was the toughest part for me. Just like realizing we, those first few days we stumbled on them and it was too late, like too late to do anything. Like it was just like, we got to be ready at any given point. Like even just from my side, much less your side of like, <laughs> you got to kill the thing. Like I just got to <laughs> film you doing something around yeah. the thing, ideally. And yeah, uh, yeah, I have a few ideas of how to do that better now, but it was, it was a struggle because any other shoot I go on, you know, I, I get, I have the opportunity to plan it and be like, I'm going to, you know, drive the gear van and park it right there and set up everything. And, <laughs> you know, so this is such a different part of the brain of just like, yeah, be on high alert at all times while going up the mountain, which I mean, yeah, it's the same thing you're going through just from the perspective of, you know, killing it. Yeah. So, yeah, it's. But it, it at least gives – so we're both, in a way, hunting something yeah. over the course of the adventure. Yeah. You're hunting for the shot, and I'm hunting to take the shot. Yeah. I, don't, there's, I need to workshop that, but there's yeah. a phrase there. Yeah, yeah, something works. <laughs> One of those will work. But, yeah, it was it was a lot of fun. Yeah, totally different vibe from what I've done, you know, in, in my excursions. Like, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm definitely, like, the national park hunter, you know, like, where I, like – like I wanted to get to that park, you know, like, like I have these bucket list parks and, mm. you know, some of them are more or less a hotel like Yosemite. <laughs> yeah. You go there, there's bathrooms, there's a freaking Trader Joe's. I mean, it was basically a Trader <laughs> Joe's at base camp. Like it was weird. It wasn't camping, um, you know, and then, you know, to this, you know, where it's just middle of nowhere, no cell phone reception you know, hoping you get enough sun to dry your socks and charge your batteries. But Yep. Maybe. It's maybe. <laughs> that was that was the scary part, like of like just the what if I fall off this log into the river that we're crossing and there's that's my my part is done. <laughs> I am useless from here. I, I can maybe be a mule, you know, but that's it. <laughs> uh, we you know, the GoPros are fairly waterproof. True. So we would just uh but we don't have any more long range shots, so yeah. we're just gonna get real close to everything. Yeah, and it'll be fine. Yep, back to one. Yep, yeah. it'll it'll be, it'll at least be a great shot of you carrying the camera and then <laughs> dropping violently into the water. Uh, yeah. We'll just put that on loop, and that'll be the film. Yeah, it'll probably get more views. <laughs> That's so true. Yeah, ah, YouTube is a funny, funny place. Mm -hmm. uh, all right. Well, we have a. Uh, we have talked long enough. My ba Mac has 2% battery left. So before we lose this, uh, Ben, thank you for trusting me, for going with me. Uh, I hope it's not the last trip we take. We'll find some less crazy ones. Yes. And then, uh, I don't know, maybe I'll convince you to come to Colorado again sometime. Sounds good. Next okay. time I don't get drawn in Arizona and we have to go. Sounds good. I'll try to be more ready. <laughs> it was great. All right, guys. Thanks uh, for listening. Uh, and... Uh, as always, all the same stuff. Uh, please subscribe, leave a review, all that stuff that helps us out. And uh, we'll get some more stories pushed out here in the very near future. Thanks so much for tuning in to Hunting Stories. And if you want to stay up on what we're doing with the podcast or anything else going on with Late to the Game, go ahead and check us out at latetothegameoutdoors.com or give us a follow on Instagram at latetothegameoutdoors. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you guys next time.